Welcome everyone to this episode of Awaken the Possibilities podcast. I'm your host, Terry Wildeman of Intuitive Leadership, and I love working with burned out and stressed out entrepreneurs who are ready to leap off the stress hamster wheel of life and leap into calm, ease, and flow. And the results are unstoppable, resilient, intuitive leaders, and practical business mystics. And as you know, as you know, the guests that I bring on this show all fill that. They all help every single one of you who are listening to evolve into that unstoppable leader, into that practical business mystic, because this information is needed. I have such great guests, and today I've got a wonderful friend who is also a mystic, who has so much to share about being resilient, dealing with catastrophic loss, and so much more. Allow me to introduce you to the amazing Christine Powers. She is a world-class soprano who I've seen break glasses, who embodies <laughs> wisdom and grace that amplifies the amplifiers through eclectic sublime experiences. She empowers servant leaders to inhabit their power and presence wider and deeper, thereby naturally creating bigger and bigger ripples that have uplift us all. A former marketing, PR, communications, and fundraising executive, Christine is founder of the Philosopher's Camp, where she offers a refuge for people on sacred land in the Adirondack Mountains. Today, Christine speaks on purpose and power, science and mysticism of sound and thriving after catastrophic loss. She is a master energy worker and intuitive, serving through her singing, attunements, workshops, retreats, and adventure camps. And welcome, 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 Miss Christine, to Awaken the Possibilities. You are Thank muted. you. <laughs> I know. I, I was giggling um, a little bit, and I didn't want to make noise during your intro. So I am delighted to be here. It is so good. I think this is the theme of our show is just really let's let it all hang out because <laughs> this is like take 20. <laughs> it's take 20. <laughs> and, and this has never happened at this like, you know, at this level with, with any of my other guests so it's really quite funny anyway christine share your topic because nobody can say it the way you do yeah you and i have been talking um about catastrophic loss and resiliency and uh thriving after catastrophic loss there's so much ground that we can cover here um that is pertinent to right now but pertinent to all time you know, because being human and living um, that we're going to have these, these times of loss. Yes, yes, yes. And what I know about the human condition and the human spirit is that when we do have catastrophic loss, when there are really big challenges in front of us, we truly do elevate ourselves, elevate one another and shift into some amazing, amazing situations that propels us forward. And there is potential and opportunity even in catastrophic loss. So can you talk mm -hmm. a little bit about that? Because to me, I don't see loss. I feel badly 
for the losses that have occurred, but I also see so much opportunity on so many levels. Mm. Yeah, so I have experienced catastrophic loss um, in my own life uh, going back almost four years. Um, my family lost everything that we owned, uh, including our two businesses and all of our every material possession in a fire that was rather historic. And I look back on that now as being one of the greatest gifts of my life. But at the time, um, you know, things that happen of that nature are really strangely wrapped gifts. <laughs> and we don't always recognize them. We're, first of all, we're in shock. And then we can't escape the grief process and all those things that will come with it. But one of the things that is so viscerally imprinted is that I came to a point where I was held by profound grace. And when, as an intuitive, when I scanned the horizon, right, energetically, it was so full of possibility because life had broken the rules, right? And I no longer felt obligated to play by the rules. And this box had just fallen away and everything had been stripped away. Most of, I mean, when you don't have anything, there's a great lightness about you. And I realized over time that I stayed there in that space for a few months because I just wanted to be there in the field of potentiality. And I allowed things to begin to coalesce as they wanted to be created. And I worked really hard to keep my mind out of it from all the things that I thought should be coming down the path. And so by being really still and just following what wanted to be and going decision by decision, I built a whole new life. And we have that available to us, uh, particularly at those times because our awareness is incredibly heightened. And whether we know it or not, we're always held in grace. We're always held in grace. So, um, so to me, um, times of great challenge and difficulty are really this, the same side of the coin as times of great potential um, and opportunity. And uh, it takes a lot of, it takes a village, it takes a community to support us to be able to be in that space. Um, and I think it takes a lot of um, spiritual maturity and wisdom to kind of be in that space. And, and, and not to say that I was there all the time, um, but that was my predominant place that I was after the fire. And I remember when that fire happened and how catastrophic it was. Um, I just couldn't imagine. Uh, and it's interesting because when I lost my backpack in March where I lost my identity because everything was stolen, I kept thinking of you because I'm like, I didn't lose a house. I didn't lose all my belongings. I lost a backpack, you know, but the thing was my identity was in that backpack. Mm. My computer was in that backpack. Things that I, you know, that we consider important were in that backpack. So just that small piece in many ways was catastrophic because it happened during the week where uh, it, it was the week from hell. I'll just leave it at that some really, really intense things happen. And it helped me understand what being invisible was like. 
because mm. when you lose your identification, when you lose your credit cards, when you lose everything, you have no ID. You become invisible. And that taught me a lot. But you, what happened to you is what kept me grounded because I realized that this was just, a, this was a blip on the radar screen. No matter how much, how, you know, how much of a pain in the neck it was, and I felt violated, I really did, because it was stolen at the airport, but it wasn't a house, it wasn't my belongings, it wasn't the things that meant a lot to me. It, I mean, there were things in there. My, my grandmother's jewelry was in there, which I can't replace because it's from mm. Cuba. You know, but still, it's nothing in comparison to what you went through. You lost your home. Mm. You lost your complete footing. And that, that's what I think we need to remember when big things, when quote unquote, big things happen to us, that other people have gone through much bigger things and they still survive and there's still opportunity. So I'm curious, what are the opportunities? What are the potential, what was the potentiality of what happened four years down the line when you turn around and look back at that? I, can you give a, can you start with the end in mind and share with us all the wonderful potential um, opportunities that evolved because of that catastrophic event? Yeah. Well, the first thing that, that comes to mind is, uh, and this is probably really pertinent to practical mystic entrepreneurs, right? Um, we get wrapped up in um, leadership and what we're supposed to be doing. Um, and one of the things I began to learn was that part of why I liked being in that space was because it was much easier for me to always be giving than receiving. Ah, that's a big one. It's a big one. And when you're stripped away to nothing, <laughs> um, it, it was a huge opportunity for me to be vulnerable and soft and undefended and the, the outpouring of love from the community, um, from little things to big things was, was really mature. It was maturity for me. It was growth for me um, because I was not used to being in that place. I was used to being the one who would lead it or facilitate it. So that's a huge opportunity with catastrophic loss. And the first thing that I noticed, another thing that I noticed was that I broke away from the shoulds in the sense that, um, I'll give you an example. Uh, we received many donations of physical goods. And some of the things that we received really didn't suit our, you know, our choices or lifestyle. And we declined them. Um, some furniture and different things. What was fascinating to me was that um, people reacted negatively to that, that we were spurning them and got offended. And I found that fascinating because the giving was, was given with an agenda. And I also found that a lot of people were also projecting onto us their own stuff. And that came with the territory 
which was really fascinating. And on the flip side, one of the greatest gifts that we got was from a guy who ran a hot dog cart, right? Very simple guy, didn't even know him, but he heard about our fire and he gave us three dozen hot dogs and three dozen hot dog rolls. And even oh. now, it, right, it tears me up because it was what he knew to do and it was so from the heart and it was so simple, but that like pierced me, you know? So I learned a lot about um, standing my ground for what was true for me and not um, my husband and I, we had really deep discussions about this because we didn't want to offend anyone, but we were being bombarded with stuff, which was beautiful. And some of it we really weren't going to be able to use or need. Um, and then the projections were pretty powerful as well, too. Um, people kind of bringing their own stuff and, and you know, um, yeah, thrusting okay. their, their belief on how we should be doing things or what this meant. And uh, um, so that was, those were two really profound lessons. That really is huge. And what I'm also hearing is the word vulnerable you became vulnerable and in order to be able to receive that was a step that needed to be taken in there that that vulnerability piece so that you could discern what was actually going on because sometimes when you know those of us who are leaders who are constantly giving 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 i know for myself that that's how i am i you know i was always giving 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 and i still give a lot However, I had to learn to be vulnerable and receive because to, you know, to what it is that you were saying, when you don't receive and you're giving all the time, you burn out from that. Mm -hmm. And that is so, so big. Uh, so one of the things um, I wanted to mention to you was I just read recently that there is, there were these trees where you needed to burn the land and burn the trees so that the pods, the seed pods would burst and regrow, or not regrow, plant the seeds that are inside. These pods are so, so hard that only fire will allow the birth of the new seed to come yeah. out. And I got a sense, that image is what came to me mm. when you were sharing your story of the fire because everything got burned to in order for you to be able to allow that seed to explode out. Um, yeah. Does that resonate at all? Because that image was so intense when you were sharing. Yeah, it, it absolutely does. Um, you know, it, yeah, it's, it's really beautiful because I didn't realize how hard my shell had become. Oh. And, and the, you know, looking across the landscape of the four years, uh, this receiving journey has been going on all that time. And that was what first made the crack. Um, and mm. so that's probably one of the most profound things that I created on the potential of the horizon. Um, is a more a more soft, <laughs> more real, um, more authentic me. Um, another thing that we shifted, another lesson is that we have a smaller footprint. 
we live much more simply and we travel more, which was something that I always wanted to do. But we, the life my husband and I had constructed had a big mortgage and big overhead and an office rent and all of these things. And again, the shoulds and the expectations of what my life should look like from my upbringing. And I released those last remnants of, you know, being the daughter of a prominent attorney, having gone to Notre Dame, you know, all these things that I was supposed to be in the world. And I had been judging myself um, at some level. This gave me the freedom to spirit of the family. Yeah. And it's very inspirational because we live on a mountain on a hundred acres and uh, it's a very simple life, but we have a lot more freedom of our time and travel and what we do. And I have to share with folks, she's got a great little spot. If you ever, especially in this era of distance, social distancing, you want to get away, uh, a little spot called New Glampshire. I will go ahead and <laughs> share it. And my husband and I spent our anniversary there. Talk about mm -hmm. things falling into place. It was one of those, um, you happen to say uh, in a post that you had that weekend open and my husband and I were just talking about what we're going to do for our anniversary and bada bing, bada boom. And like, it, it just happened. And it is a beautiful, beautiful place with a, uh, what do you call that kind of tent that you have? Um, it's a lotus bell. It's from New Zealand. Yeah. It's in the shape of a lotus flower. It is. And it's beautiful and you're out in nature and it's wonderful and you're away from everybody. So a plug here for New Glampshire uh, because it really is uh, just magnificent and you are really out there in nature and it is very high level camping. I will say that. <laughs> Very high level camping and absolutely wonderful. And the, the land is beautiful there and very, very spiritual. And I can see how that is really filling your life because mm -hmm. the areas that we explored and that we walked and driving up in the tractor to the top of the mountain. And I still use that picture in a couple of my memes. Um, it, it is just so heartwarming and does bring you back to where you need to be. And I'm curious, I have to ask this question, Christine. If that fire had not happened, would you be at the helm of creating New Glampshire, number one? And would you have created the Philosopher's Camp? Probably not. Mm. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah, the, the time... The time after the fire, when we, um, what's so coincidental about it is that we were planning to move to the Adirondacks. And there were pieces of both my husband and I that were questioning what kind of business presence we should keep in Albany, which is, you know, 90 miles away. And the fire took away any opportunity. Like there was no portal, like no portal to go back to our prior life in any way. And so, you know, it's interesting. For years, I had wanted to do spiritual retreats at destinations. And from, I, I judged it as being not enough. Not enough. I don't know where I had that belief, but I held it for so long. And now I'm like, what took me so long? You know, <laughs> like, what the hell? So, you know, um, excuse me, I just swore. <laughs> 
<laughs> but hey, but no hockey sticks who cares yeah i i don't i don't think i would have because again i gave myself total freedom to create a new life that was joyful and simple and uh i let go of all all the pressures of what i was supposed to be and the type of career at that point i was supposed to have that yeah. That is such an example, powerful example for others who are really having a hard time right now. Um, and as you and I both know that there are a lot of folks that are struggling and it's not something that's self-imposed. The struggle is something that was imposed by outside forces. Just as the fire was an outside force for you, just as my uh, having my backpack stolen was an outside force for me. Just like all this stuff is outside forces. You do have a sense of loss in, 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 I don't know about you, but I was, it was loss. It was indignation. It was uh, anger, frustration. Yes, you had to go into vulnerability. Here I am uh, at my age being taken care of by my 97 and 94 year old parents. Really? You got to be kidding me. <laughs> there is an irony to that. <laughs> yeah, well, because I'm taking care of them all the time. Yeah, but, exactly. Know, they're, you know, they're, you know, they're feeding me. They're giving me money. They had to pay for my Uber. They had to... <laughs> Woo! It was, um, and it was, and it was only for 10 days, but it was long enough, let me tell you. <laughs> You know, anytime there's a loss of any kind, whether it's a car accident, um, you know, losing your education, not being able to graduate is a big thing right now w with your colleagues and friends. What a sense of loss that is. Yeah. But what a story to tell your kids and what a story to share with others in a future lifetime. You know, there, somebody said uh, that I read, Stop saying that there's a silver lining and everything because that means that there's clouds. What if we look for blue sky? Think about that. What if we look at every catastrophic situation as actually blue sky? And when I hear your story, that's what I see. I see blue sky. I see the sun shining so clearly. I see the moon on the right side just peeping through uh, as it gets a little bit more towards dusk, I, I just see such a brightness in that catastrophic episode that you experience. And when I review all the catastrophic episodes in my life and in other people's lives, I see the same thing because on the opposite, on the other side, there's so much possibility, joy, reflection, um, opportunity. And it's up to us whether we take it or not. That, and that's so important that you say that because it is a choice. It is an opportunity. And that's why like anyone listening or watching this would be so wise to align themselves with you, with your organization, because when we're in the throes of grief and loss, some head toward the bitterness and the despair and they don't quite ever get out of it. Yes. And so resiliency and having a team and having a coach and having a structure is really important because it's an opportunity. It's not, it's not the assured outcome 
the assured outcome could be 180 degrees the other direction. Yeah, and yes, absolutely. But it is a choice. And you're right. And thank you for sharing that with, you know, what Christine was referring to is the fact that, you know, we do body code, emotion code, tapping, also very tuned into, uh, intuitively tuned into a lot of different things. And we can clear out a lot of the emotions that are created by such incidences that really get stuck in our bodies and become trapped in our bodies and don't allow us to move forward. It's really important, whether you're in business, whether you're a leader, you know, you're a career professional, it doesn't matter what you are, who you are. It's really important to get rid of that emotional baggage that's caused by such catastrophic trauma. Because if we don't clear it out, it will sit in our body and it can contribute to illness and disease further down the line because it does reduce our immune system. And it, uh, we know that um, we have studied how certain emotions are connected to certain organs. And a lot of the diseases that we have are because of trapped emotions, that trapped baggage in those areas of our bodies. So clearing that out is truly, truly important. Um, so thank you for saying that. And, and that's what Christine was referring to. Yeah, I'm referring to that and also your business expertise to be rather blunt oh. too. <laughs> and, and yeah, <laughs> and, and yes, and yes, you know, um, you know, and here um, being it, part of nature and being on a mountain, you know, a lot of that can happen here as well. Um, and so there's so many different ways to tend to the gardens of our souls and to tend to our emotional trauma. Um, and it's really important, the work that you do. And, and that's an essential piece to this with, with the loss. Um, there is work to be done. You know, there are clouds that come by and, you know, our essential nature is that blue sky. Um, and life happens, you know, yeah. it really happens. So um, part of, part of, you know, and part, of, so here's the other piece that I learned about this, you know, looking four years later, um, think about like the great gift that I was given of letting go of so much of the programming of my, um, how I was raised. And I'm not saying that it was bad. I'm, I, I love my parents, I love my family, I'm grateful for my family but I had to let go of all the beliefs that I took on of how I was supposed to be. And there's a lot of emotional baggage and a lot of trauma underneath all of that, that needs to be cleared. And that is an, an important aspect of leadership. It's an important aspect of right now, you know, who we choose to be in this COVID era. Um, you know, it's not even about being heart-centered, it's being passion-centered at this point. And, you know, following the, the what you're really lit up about, um, because that's gonna pave the way to making an impact and being of service, um, because it's a whole new paradigm. And we are just at the beginning of the whole new paradigm. Yes, and so are. what's gonna carry the day is, what we choose to really lean into and and my suggestion is that we lean into what lights us up what we're passionate about um because that will attract people to us and what we do and what we offer and speaking of lighting us up one of the things that i know about you is that your voice was affected with this fire and <laughs> 
I would love for you to share with the audience how your voice, your singing voice, your speaking voice, all of it was truly affected and your journey in finding your voice, because I think that's really important right now. People need to find their voices, but they're, they're scared in many ways. Can you share about that, Christy? Yeah, I think much, you know, if you, if you just look back on the last 20 or 30 minutes of our conversation, the result of all the things that I let go of, the things that I just stepped out of an old paradigm enabled me to bring so much more freedom. And I've always been a very gifted singer from when I, I was singing before I could speak. But somewhere along the way, I also picked up all the beliefs of, um, you know, not being a, a full-on professional opera singer and the technique is everything and all this baggage that took my love of singing so far away that I really wasn't singing. And so on the other side of the fire, I claimed my ownership. So two things, you talked about the, you know, the, the, the seed in the forest. Um, I identify as fireweed and dragon song. So that the, you know, the, the fireweed is this vibrant, gorgeous, hot pink flower that is one of the first things to come back to life. And if you see it in a field, it's astonishing after a fire and it is only from a fire. Um, and then dragon song, my capacity to sing uh, intuitively and to sing in a healing capacity and to see, sing from total freedom to let go of the technique of being an opera singer and just to tell the stories. I just wanted to become a storyteller. So that's been freed now too. So um, yeah, I, when I go to the top of the mountain and I sing and it reverberates around for miles and, um, and that has also been unleashed. Yeah. And uh, I sing in ways that, again, I had judged before as not being enough. And uh, I don't really care anymore. It's, it's a gift that I have that should be expressed however it wants to be expressed. And as you can see, for those of you who are watching the video, the tears have just been flowing. I have no <laughs> idea why they, 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 they just <laughs> erupted. <laughs> because I've heard yeah. you. And, and yeah. I uh, have a hard time imagining you not singing. You have a beautiful, beautiful voice. And thank you yeah. for having the courage and stepping into the courage of being... Uh, and, and finding your voice again and just really just letting it out there. And I know that you have, uh, if I'm not mistaken, don't you have a couple of YouTube videos of you singing? <laughs> there are, yeah. If you go, let's see, go to Christine Powers if you search the channel. Um, it's pretty interesting. Now I've actually started doing really esoteric stuff, mm -hmm. which is... Um, Again, it's it's like have, being classically trained, you know, singing Mozart and Puccini and Verdi, you know, and then, and then now I'm singing, you know, stamping my feet on the ground and just, you know, these sounds to the mountains and to the earth. It's really different. Um, so, yeah, I have a couple of videos up, a couple of meditations. And Terry, here's the latest thing. I don't I don't even think you know this yet. Um, this is this is perfect for everybody listening. As you know, 
a very powerful business past and doing philosopher's camp, I, I'm also looking at what brings me joy and what is of service right now. And I am starting to do what I'm calling angelic lullabies, which oh, are wow. actually to help people transition who are dying. I have a gift to go in intuitively and see the landscape. And then I sing into discord and blockages and all kinds of things. And then a lullaby and an intuitive message comes through. And to be honest, I've been able to do this for years and years, but I've never acknowledged it or brought it forward. So with courage, with an open heart, with vulnerability, it's like it's simple and it's profound and it's what my heart is being, you know, my heart is calling it forward and it brings me joy. So that's, you know, that's the invitation that I think you and I can give to everybody is really what is, what, it, what are you being called to do? And, and this also speaks to, you know, what lights you up right now. And then the pivot will take care of itself. The business well. structures, the business structures and all of that, you, yeah. that's, that's what, that's not how you start. That's how you, you bring it forth. But the starting is, is in this new world, in this new paradigm where rules have been stripped away, agreements have been broken. It's a whole new paradigm. So yeah, what do you yeah. want to be? What do you want to do? How do you want to serve? What brings you joy? What a great way to end this episode. Thank you so much, for Christine, for showing up so authentically and in your integrity, for sharing your very personal story, uh, allowing me to ask some questions that I know you didn't expect. <laughs> <laughs> but I know you, and I... <laughs> <laughs> you're one of your uh, one of my most interesting and deep friends and colleagues and like likewise so uh thank you so much for being here and to the awaken the possibilities audience i hope you really took away from this that there really is possibility and opportunity whenever there is a catastrophe there always is that seed explodes out if we choose to allow it to I'm Terry Wildeman, your host. Thank you for being here today. And I look forward, on behalf of Christine and myself, look forward to seeing you next time to your success. <laughs>